0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of What the Hops. Uh, it's Eric here with Brian and Adam. Say what's up, boys. How's it going? What's
1: going on, guys?
0: And today we are going to be sampling. We ha- I think we have nine beers from Southern Tier.
2: We're going to be drinking. Oh shit! We got that overpacked box. I guess right because it's not even. What it's not a 12 pack. No, it's, it's a just, 15 pack. It's not. It's not quite a case. Yeah. So. It's yeah. that
1: baker's dozen box. It's, yeah, it's the the, the brewers, brewers dozen, I
2: think is what they call it.
0: <laughs> Works for me, whatever. Hey, it's delicious.
2: Well, we yep. popped we popped right into the new school already. Um, if you haven't had it yet, it is the new school IPA Indian Pale Ale from Southern Tier. It is a six percent ABV. And some kind of IBU.
0: I don't even remember what the IBU is. But uh, as much crap as you guys like to give me, I do drink this quite frequently. Um, I think it's a good go-to for beer. I mean, if you go in, you know, if you're not going to try something else. Or in my case, when I know I'm buying basically whatever beer I'm getting, I'm sharing with my wife. So 12-pack of this. Not bad for a normal Wednesday or something like that, maybe. I,
1: I think it's it's nice to have this as a change up to what we've been drinking. Multiple episodes. We've always had a, a hazy New England on, or we've we've had one before or afterwards, after the podcast, and it's kinda of nice to go back to the way IPAs were traditionally brewed or, you know, originally brewed before the New England style. Kind well, of I mean, I'd over. say that maybe
0: just for Southern tier beers in general. I mean, they have a lot of like London um, or English style recipe to them. But this new school one basically comes away. You do get a flavor like New England IPAs. It's just, I mean, it's clear, though. Mm-hmm. I we I didn't think we thought it was
2: this clear. <laughs> you, might, you might be pushing it a little too it's, much, but saying it's kind of like a New England IPA. It has
0: that aromatic kind of...
2: Yeah, I mean, it has that hoppy hoppy nose to it. Um, But I think that's about as close as you're really getting to it. Oh, yeah. I mean,
0: I'm, I'm not saying it's like a New England IPA, but it's probably their closest thing to it, I guess that's probably what the new school take on it is because of new newer IPAs are more in the vein of
2: this is this is almost as if you kind of made you were you were going to you were going for a session IPA and you decided to just say fuck it and then go for a regular IPA instead. Yeah. And this is what you came up with.
1: Yeah, it's got a little bit of bitterness on the back end. Yeah. That I'm if getting- I if I drink a six pack of these I think I'm going to be feeling pretty loose. <laughs> well, I pulled up their Details from Untapped um, and says that it's an approachable, well balanced IPA with slight malty sweetness that's brimming with tropical, fruity, spicy, piney, and citrus character.
2: So, isn't that like literally every adjective you can use to describe hops? <laughs> Uh, pretty much.
1: <laughs> Did it say floral? Were we missing floral? We're missing floral. All right. Uh, but it says to contrast our IPA, which most closely re- resembles a traditional English IPA in malt and ho- hop bills. We wanted to brew an IPA in a new way. It says this beer showcases just how far they've come with alluring aromas and explosive flavors, using only new American and experimental hops.
0: Yeah, when you see the Mosaic and Equinox, I mean Simcoe's old school for IPA, but still, I mean that's going to give you that newer right. tropical thing that you're tasting you're finding in a lot of IPAs now.
1: Well, there's probably been too a ton of experimental and, you know, new hop strands that have come out since they've probably tried messing with this batch and you guys want to laugh at something here i'm looking to go
0: check into it right now and we know that this isn't as many times as i've checked into this i've had this beer but my friends have five ratings on this i have 14 (laughs) check-ins and i don't have i don't just like accept all sorts of random people on on Untap. so it's basically saying like yeah i think this is my highest beer
2: (laughs) yeah no i uh Sorry, everybody.
0: I failed. You I don't again. have.
2: I don't even know if I've checked into this. I feel like I had to have checked into it, but I you're can't hear e- enough. to <laughs> Probably. Have it. I feel like it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, I've probably checked into it and just never really do, um, just because at this point I'm at like what 20, almost twenty four hundred check ins on Untapped.
1: Yeah, you're you're way up there. Well, you're you're in the elite of the elite. I mean, I got it.
2: I got the app back in <laughs> two thousand and eleven. Oh, you so, checked into it in uh,
1: April 12, thousand seventeen.
2: Okay, so that was my that was my one check in for it.
1: Yeah. And imagine even if you started the app when it first came out with all those
2: brews that you probably had. Well, when you were when when you were saying that Simcoe is old school, I'm just thinking like back when we really first got into this shit, Simcoe was like a new kind of like a newer kind of hop. I feel.
0: Yeah, I I don't know the actual full background off the top of my head. I mean, head. people
2: weren't using, at least around here, the stuff that we were getting. We weren't seeing. Southern
0: Tier Whittle, I feel like, a lot. But, I mean, it was a big West Coast thing because yeah. of the pine. I mean, that's what you get a dominant flavor from a lot of those beers. And, I mean.
2: I feel like most, especially locally and stuff, we're using, what, a lot of Centennial and Cascade and everything else, though. Yeah. Um, just yeah. because, I mean, I feel, I feel like a lot of New York breweries use a ton of Cascade. At least they did. I don't think so anymore. Like back in the day,
0: everything is Mosaic and Galaxy now, and then whatever weird ass name hops you can get.
2: Give me that Idaho Seven or Jarillo or whatever it is. The, <laughs> there's,
0: I, I, when I look at them sometimes, I'm like, I don't even know what these things taste like.
1: Or some like random alphabet, alphabetical, numeric. Well, they, experimental hop that that's even what have a you name see, for they,
0: they have them like categorized as numbers, like experimental hop zero three four seven and Y, like, X, Z, two, yeah. Four. Like, you, you do see things like that, and that's and some of these will come from like Tomahawk and Warrior. And I mean, these are ones that you know we used when I started homebrewing. I remember I, I still wanted to get Simcoe and Chinook and Cascade, but I mean, we didn't know what we were doing, we were just like. Let's make an IPA that tastes strong and better. Let's let's make an Irish red or let's try to make a stout and now it's let's argue about what hop goes with this hop in beers.
1: Well I think too, like to your point, you know, when you first started brewing, there weren't too many hop varieties available for you to purchase, whether it's locally or through the internet You could or get whatever. a decent amount in Niagara tradition, but I mean they're also the varieties
0: have changed so much in the last ten years too that you're not just getting your basic nobles in your English your old English varieties. Or ones that you would use to see in like an English one. You know, trying to get like an ounce of some of these ones that you get from Australia, you're paying three bucks an ounce, you know, $3.50, 4 bucks an ounce of these. You know, and especially if, you know, when we make beers and you're talking a five, five and a half gallon batch, you know, if I'm throwing ten ounces of hops in a beer, it's a lot. I mean yeah. you're gonna spend 30 some dollars on 40 bucks on hops alone to only yield like five ounce or five gallons that you're making, which it's, I mean, when it comes down to it, yeah, it's great. I mean, it's easier when I buy stuff in pounds online, but I'm not spending 50, 60 bucks to buy, I think, a Galaxy online when I don't know what it actually does. Versus sure,
1: so you kind of gravitate more towards hops that you're familiar with, you're comfortable with, you're confident that you know. What the end result's going to be in versus these ex- these experimental ones that are coming out, they are not too sure of, or you know maybe even breweries aren't too sure of what they're going to do uh, to produce. You know maybe it'll it'll produce something that you know they were hoping for. You know a lot of citrus notes and it and it gives them something totally opposite. So is that what you're kind of alluding to?
0: Yeah, I mean and to tie it back in, you know with the beers we're drinking today, I mean Southern Tier is. They were, like, one of our, probably our, I don't know if I see it, maybe, maybe not their our first craft brews, but they were ones that we continuously went to. And this was, like, their two times IPA, their regular IPA were our go-to ones all the time. Now they're making all these different varieties, too. Like, uh,
1: well, Brian, what are we pouring up right now? I think we have the this liquid lemon, lemon, drop? lemon Drop. Yeah. So I've
0: yet to actually have this. Really, I think this is the replacement to Hop Sun.
2: Yes, yes, it is. Uh, Hop Sun was their summer seasonal back in the day. They stopped making it, like I believe, two years ago. Three two years, years ago? ago now. Oh
0: man, I remember the first time I had <sighs> Hop Sun though. Oh,
2: Hop, Hop Sun was just crushable. Like you know that that Oberon taste, that heavy. But crush, crushable, I, I hate using that word. <laughs> I think it's just a funny word
0: to say Hashtag crushable
2: <laughs> um, that heavy, super drinkable summer wheat beer that you want, like that was it. And it had this that that little bit of fruity pebble like
0: taste from the the hops. and I think there's yeah centennial, I think what they used to use.
2: yeah, it was it was a super fruity wheat beer that like, didn't have any fruit in it but just like it just it was so plus i think it was something it was close to eight percent too no
0: no they had an imperial version
2: oh yeah yeah, yeah.
0: that <laughs> they, they had that one too which is different and I, I don't think that's been around for
2: oh probably years years but no that when it comes to southern tier it wasn't like the first craft brewery that we did but it became our favorite really quick uh, I
0: lied. I drank this beer
2: this year, I guess. <laughs> it was at the casino, so. Yeah, you, you don't remember those nights Nope, at the not at all. But when we first really got into this uh, Southern Tier IPA and Two Times IPA and all the Imperial IPAs that they started doing, I mean, we just, we just dove headfirst into them. We couldn't get enough of them. I mean that's all we were drinking. So then plus plus I mean they're they're seasonals with when it was uh, they had um, the hop sun, they had the Euro Trash was their spring seasonal that was uh was a popped pilsner. I like Euro Trash and then the hot
0: pink label on it
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it definitely had that definitely had that uh mid-2000s metalcore look to it <laughs> i was like an every time
0: i die cd i loved
2: it <laughs> um but then you also had their fall seasonals they they came, still kill it on their fall season they do so- they if, came out with what harvest what was before they had something before harvest i believe
0: i think just harvest come harvest might be out in like 2 weeks guys I,
1: like legitimately i would agree with that
2: the one the one thing that'll probably end up hitting stores soon and that kind of gave southern tier that national recognition was pumpkin though yep without a doubt And I remember back in the day when you first had it, it just kind of, like, it was right before, like, pumpkin beers really took off and became that huge fad. Well,
0: it was, like, dogfish and then them.
2: Yeah, in my opinion. Like, the dogfish pumpkin is, like, because it's not a sweet pumpkin beer. It is, like, it has that perfect amount of spice, has that flavor profile that you want. As if you're, you know, that, that it'll remind you of eating like that fresh pumpkin, or like just like that that nice like
0: who the hell's is eating know, a fresh pumpkin? Well, that that, <laughs> that that roasted
2: that roasted pumpkin like right, flavor yeah. to it, you yeah. know.
0: Or the pump you know the pumpkin I drink, pie. Yes, yeah. I drink maybe two pumpkin beers a year. One's a Dogfish, <laughs> and the one's a, a pumpkin,
2: and. Uh, the pump the pumpkin now to me though it's just too sweet it's way too sweet you have to mix it with something now
1: I, feel I, it's I think our
0: spice f- too yeah I think like, our flavors have changed I mean, we talked about that before like our flavors have definitely changed with it and they might have tweaked the recipe too but you know a lot of these southern tier ones that will that you get into like they' I don't know if you want to call them their dessert beers But I mean, they are like creme brulee. Like it hits you with like, I need like an IV like going into me too, just to keep me (laughs) hydrated because it's just like holy
1: sweetness. Well, they have the kind of the Girl Scout series too now. Yeah, had like the thin man. I think they call it the the Blackwater
2: series. Maybe is what it's called.
1: But I think what the last three or four years. In addition to the Pumpkin, they've been brewing the Warlock that's like more of a stout.
2: I think it was four years ago where they started making Warlock, which is basically the Pumpkin mixed with a stout. And it took away the sweetness a little bit. But now I feel even that's starting to get a little sweet, too.
1: Yeah. That's that's one I kind of gravitate more towards when I'm... Picking up the fall seasonals from them, just because I feel it.
2: Oh, me too, me too. It's kind
1: of mellowed out the the spice. I mean, the sweetness is still there, but it's not like you're drinking a six pack of them.
2: You know, you're picking up one or maybe two. They do have the Rum King, which is a rum barrel aged pumpkin. Nope, won't do that. And I don't like rum beers. They also did a cold pressed. Pumpkin.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't remember seeing that a couple years ago. I didn't really get the coffee
2: flavor from that. I got that the first year that they did it. I went out to um, our friend Jacob and I went out to the pumpkin festival, which was the obviously probably in September. We went to the second second year that they did it, and they only had the cold pressed pumpkin, cold pressed coffee, pumpkin on tap there, and I got it and shit was off the hook really and i don't believe i tried it when they released it in bottles last year okay so i couldn't really tell you if the flavor stayed or not but when we got it there and they actually they had crawlers out of it too so it was nice um i think that was actually the first time i ever experienced getting a crawler yeah i think
1: i had it on tap somewhere and i it's probably just the fact that you had it right from the source You know, especially when it first came out versus being kegged and distributed and, you know, at an establishment maybe a couple months after the fact that it was, you know, maybe it was kind of on its downward slide um, and wasn't as fresh. So it could have been a multitude of different factors, but I just never got that. And I was kind of excited to see it because I'm like, oh, this might be pretty actually pretty good. Fall beers are my least favorite season of beers
0: by far.
2: See, I love Oktoberfest beers, though.
0: Well, here's my problem. My favorite Oktoberfest used to be Sam Adams, and I swear it tastes nothing like the way it used to taste. And I mean, we've had probably hundreds of them, and I don't know. Maybe it's you know, I I like the taste of you know. I mean, you get some, some tastes that are similar to like a Maybach or like um, like a Munich, Vienna. Like they, I mean, the, the, some of these slightly darker colored ales or deeper colored ales. You Know, have a lot of those characteristics of it, but
2: I don't know. I just see for me, if I'm going Oktoberfest, I'm probably searching for a spot in, yeah, the or, spotting. or I
0: just think of a spot in as when me and At, when, when we were down in, in Ellicottville for Oktoberfest, and me and Adam bought that. I don't remember what the other case we got, but we the Sabres had just started, we played Montreal. I blew a, a belt on my car trying to get up a hill. <laughs> Ordered a pizza, <laughs> like, it was such a weird thing, and then like spot on Oktoberfest,
1: huh? Nope. <laughs> like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't like it wasn't what I wanted. Right, you had something in your mind, like you were focused on it, and you but, had to settle for something that. But you that's weren't the really thing, Keen
0: on. Well, I mean, I, before I drink Winter Lager, I'm like, does it taste like cinnamon? I want a cinnamon taste to it. And when I tasted it, it was good, but it wasn't what I wanted. So I took like cinnamon mints that, that we had at Fridays, and I threw them. In, <laughs> I threw them in the beer to try to get that taste. <laughs>
2: So you're just you're just not really a fan of that European style beer, though. Yeah, depends what kind of European style.
0: I'm picky about it.
2: I dude, I don't a smoke
0: beer. I'll drink a smoke beer. Okay,
2: other than any kind of smoke beer, I, I don't think there's a European beer that I that you like. You just push you on the spot. <laughs> Next question. No, uh, come on, man. I mean, okay, other than Belgians, I should say, should say too, because you, you do enjoy a nice Belgian.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like an but, ESB every now and
2: then. I mean, like,
0: there, there's definitely ones that I like, but it, it's it's farther down my list of something I'd want to like, drink on a
1: regular basis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where I think I like that. Like, fall, I think, is, like, my favorite seasonal season. And kind of kind of goes into winter too because i do like that fall that's the thing like when people talk about fall such a great
0: season fall sucks okay the the nice weather's going everything's dying and getting brown and falling off trees and shit you know yeah yeah,
2: fucking 50 degree yeah
0: 50 degrees like yeah i love hoodies i got a nice hoodie collection i got some sick jeans too but you know what I'm wearing gym shorts right now that are riding high. I'm surprised I don't have a tank top still on, and I got, got a, the headband headband yeah. Sport and a headband on. a headband. I
2: mean, this is my jam right now. I mean, this is like. Hey, I threw them pants on because it was windy out, and I'm like, hey, it might get a little chilly out here. Hey, I can get you a blanket if you want.
1: <laughs> there is some over there, so we're. No, we're those, awesome. are,
2: those are the towels for the kids' pool. I need somebody to tuck me in, guys. <laughs> He's sleepy. <laughs>
1: When I, um,
0: side note, when I was at all these the other day, I think they had this sleeping bag suit. It looked really weird, (laughs) but it was like some dude dancing around and looked like a Michelin man basically, but it was like a sleeping bag suit that they're running around on.
2: Is it meant, so it's like, oh, so this way you can get up and go to the bathroom and not get out of your sleeping bag? I have no idea what it was. Because, because Because wouldn't you want to get out of that so you're not pissing on your fucking sleeping bag?
1: Uh yeah, I would I
2: would definitely want to. Go. I don't want that. Yeah, I mean to?
0: I've I've had a lot of nights of passing out in bathrooms, and I'll tell you right now, once I sober up in the morning, I think oh
1: man I need a shower. Like what did I do last night? What happened?
0: Ask Brian. He usually <laughs> found me. What do we think about this beer, the lemon drop? Right? We've got away from it a little bit. From it's obviously too, the
2: too sweet for me. Yeah, too much. Too I, I too much
0: feel loving. like I would need to drink this. Like, you know, now it's like nine o'clock at night. But if this was like 85 degree day and I'm sitting on the water like I'm at, am this, at, this at River is, Works yeah. or something. This is this is
2: definitely a beach dockside, dockside like, beer kind of thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd probably be like a good vibe. but I wouldn't mind. I don't think it's going to be something I'd want to drink. Like six of them, but I mean, yeah, I think if you have one or two,
1: I think you're good. But after that, one or
0: yeah, one or two, just I mean, I, it, for me, it just screams to me, I want to be on the water.
1: Right? Yeah, you're all you're all suntan, sun lotioned up, and you're ready to, uh,
0: which you know you can't do in the winter. In the fall,
1: sit on the water. You know why? Because fall sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, I, I mean, for a seasonal, that they're you know who knows if. You know, this one will be around in the next couple of years. But to Eric's point, I don't know. I think maybe they missed the mark a little bit. I think it's a little too sweet.
0: I don't want to say they, they missed the mark. I mean, it's just people have a different flavor for this.
2: You know, I mean, it's. I feel I feel this is actually probably something that could be pretty popular with people for a nice summer. see a nice summer drink, though. Hey, people still buy Sam Adams. Baby. This is this is if if I had to choose between this and the Shandy. I'm taking I would take this, this. I'm taking this 100. Yeah, of the time.
0: I don't care for Shandy's. There's there's another European beer you can cross off my
2: list of not enjoyment. Well, okay, the European style shandy is a different thing than a fucking line of Kugel, though. Like the line of Kugel isn't an actual shandy. No, it's, it just it just isn't. It's no, I don't. Plus, it's, plus, a, it's a product of big beer. Plus, fuck Shandy's. Give me a Radler instead. No, give me that Coors Light iced tea beer. No, give me that. Give me that bud like clamato. <laughs> oh my god! Is that a Canada special? I I don't know. I saw. I did see a can in uh, in a parking garage down off a of Chippewa once. So
0: once again, it's <laughs> is it a Canada only thing? Because it, it, they,
2: it could be. I can't guarantee that. I can't confirm that. Well, when I go to LCBO in a few weeks, I'm going to be looking for that one. Yeah, because all you really need is to mix some Bud Light with some clam juice, and it's going to make oh, it that God. much better.
0: Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, why would you do that to yourself? i have nightmares with that. Speaking of nightmares, the other night when Shannon left for work, I had to get up and like look through the bed because I was in the middle of a snake dream, and I thought a snake was in my bed. <laughs> Dogs looking at me like, what's wrong with you? Go to bed. <laughs> I don't know why this happens
1: nothing better than a good old snake dream <laughs> I hate snake dreams did yes you if like you,
2: you do we read Indiana Jones and in the temple of doom if you feel like you like freaking Eric out just tweet us at what the hops with some pictures of snakes onions or aliens yes
0: Give yeah, it up. The alien thing is all a product of Griffin. I'm just saying that they're out there, man. I don't want to know about space. Space scares the shit out of me. I <laughs> dude, want that's none why. That's that. why I
2: don't like swimming in the ocean, man. I feel you. You don't know what the fuck's down there, dude. I
0: didn't want to go out past like my ankles. I was scared with the kids. <laughs> you can't see in that shit. No, you can't, dude. Those sharks come
1: right up to the shore.
2: Yeah, even the you sharks, man. Shit yeah. the- you can. You can see the sharks coming.
0: Yeah, they they find like two or three hundred new species in the ocean every year, man.
2: Freaking jellyfish and Portuguese man o' war and everything See, he's else right like that. Man o' war. Man o' war. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's something you don't want to fuck
0: with. Another. I had a the other day. I had to go to my parents' house to go feed their cats when they were out of town, and uh, one of my uncles has been doing this for <laughs> fucking years. But they bought like a stack of like snake postcards and they mail them to my dad every now and then. So, <laughs> so the one that was, they God, was a recipe for rattlesnake and what to do with it. And on there they wrote, <laughs> <laughs> if you try to eat me, I'll kill you. <laughs> And it's just like a stupid snake. Oh my god! I remember when I lived there, like they, they used to every now and then have them. But that just made my day. My kid grabbed me. He's like, I put it in my pocket. I going to take it.
2: We just snaked on to the next Southern Tier, though. We are getting <laughs> we're getting into that uh, Citra Hop live. I like live. I think it's a it's a good beer. Yeah, I do we- miss their original powwow. You do, you do tend to see live on tap in a lot of bars. Um, I know it's on tap at Buffalo Ironworks, which I tend to gravitate to that quite a bit just because I know it's an easy, lighter, drinkable, pale drink while you're trying to dance and get your groove on and listening to whatever jam band's on that stage or something.
0: You had me at groove until you said jam band.
2: I still want to mosh. <laughs> Dude, you know me, man. But I retired from it. I can't I can't throw them kicks anymore, man. I just got to start waving around. I I might pop a hip or something at this point. <laughs> yeah, I think I might, you know, sprain an ankle or bust a knee. Oh, you know, well, be, I've, I've had eight check-ins on this beer, too. Well, I'm sure you've... How, how many overpacks have you bought this summer alone? I've not bought an overpack in probably a year.
0: We've been since we've been switching it up, you know. I think for the last like maybe like maybe like nine ten months where we just been buying a lot of single beers and just doing it that way. And if I go to the store to pick up something, it's usually like grab a fifteen of some founders or you know a twelve of new school or something like that just to have.
2: Yeah, I was food. gonna say. I was gonna say maybe maybe all day IPA might be your your second highest check in.
0: Yeah, but you know what after. Add that to the list of uh, what New England's have room for me. Yeah, that and that's big. Uh, how many of those things I've drank?
2: Sure. Really? You you not you don't enjoy it as
0: much anymore? I do not enjoy it nearly as much anymore. Hmm. Wow. Um, I don't know. I might the last one I
2: had might have been a bad pack because God only knows sometimes. I did oh. look on this. This actually it says the date of birth of the of the box. Now whether or not that means every single can in this box was seven ten eighteen. Okay. So. Whatever that means, I don't know if it was shipped on that day, if it was packaged on that day, what the date is on the cans. I don't know if it says on the cans or not. We didn't actually. A lot bought.
0: of the the bottle ones that I bought were um, sometime in March.
2: Okay.
1: So the the Citra Hop Live that we're drinking right now was seven five eighteen.
2: So all these cans seem like they're pretty fresh, then. Yeah. So we're we're getting we're getting the probably the latest. Packaging of all of these offerings. Like, what
1: do you think now, since they've been producing this overpack now for what a couple, couple of years, years now? I'd say, I mean, not knowing their production schedule or everything, but like, how how often do you feel like they may be producing these, or are they just kind of just churning them out every month or every quarter? Or like, how do you guys feel? Uh, you know, what? I, I going back
0: to what we were to Brian's point, so. The last time I do remember buying one is when they had the Pilsner in there and not the eight days a week blonde ale. So I haven't had the bl- the eight days a week yet. We will get into that in a little bit, too. For me, that when I buy it, I'm like, all right, so there's 12 beers I want and three of that hopefully my dad just drinks.
2: <laughs> that your dad will drink. Yes. It's not, he's not going to turn them down. But yeah, okay. the eight eight days a week, they started making... Earlier this year. Yeah, I want to say maybe right at the turn of the year, maybe I like because so. I'm trying to think because I know they opened up the Pittsburgh location sometime in what September October. Yeah, last yeah. year, at some point. Mm-hmm. So, like, I feel like it was right around then when they released it too. That makes sense. But they also made a beer exclusively for that location that I think they can or bottle as well.
0: Yeah, they have they have ones there too. That's
2: in case in case anybody doesn't know, since we haven't mentioned it yet. Southern Tier Brewing Company is based out of Lakewood, New York, which is in Cattaraugus County, which is about an hour south of Buffalo. So it's right at that. It's, it's probably closer to the Pennsylvania border than it is to the city of Buffalo.
0: It's our beer, damn it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they've grown so much over the past what, 20 years, however long they've been around. Twenty-five years. The last
0: like five, six years though they've. Sure. I mean they've boomed. Like really. Yeah. I mean there's something like when we've traveled,
2: in the five, six years ago, five, six years though, I think maybe, maybe even four years when they signed up with Victory, Mm -hmm. though. So them and Victory have a partnership, and there's I believe a place out in Asheville or maybe some place in North Carolina that they do a lot of this packaging that it's a joint brewery between the two okay uh, i believe it helped with distribution of a lot of this stuff so now wherever this is packaged i have no idea i don't believe i don't believe they do any of like the can packaging in lakewood is it more like the special releases or the i feel they, like that can by like southern tier like- brewing company lakewood new york Maybe they do then.
0: Yeah,
1: so they're doing
2: the the space. The space is big enough to do it. So, oh, I
0: mean, how big it is now? I mean,
2: (laughs) dude, it's it's if if you have the opportunity to get out to the brewery out there, especially now is probably the perfect time to do it.
0: don't they have the uh, distillery across the street too?
2: They do. Oh, what was it? Two years ago, they opened up a distillery where they do gin, whiskey, vodka. And I believe that's it. I don't think they do a rum.
0: Well, we are equal opportunity drinkers. So, <laughs> you know, uh, I have to say their their gin is awesome. They're, didn't they have a smoked whiskey or something like that, too?
2: Yeah, that, that's like the
0: fight sauce right there. That, I mean? that, set, that, set,
2: that set a couple of us off the one night when we decided to polish that bottle off. Yeah, that, yeah,
0: I
1: mean, that's like... It was like, ding, ding, round two. It's like, you got a shirt
2: on, not for much longer. I'm going to rip it off for some reason. They do have a hopped whiskey, though, yeah, which yep. is... Very drinkable as well.
1: Yeah, it was what the two times, right? The, yeah, kind of the similar style that the the two times yeah, IPA. I yeah.
0: mean, they're just all around. I mean, it's it's cool to have a place that's this big by us because it, and it does like have this you know special feel for us in a way because we've drank all so many beers and like said, so we're getting into nine of them tonight. Sure. I mean, if we really want to do, it, we can go do a shot of some <laughs> some citrus hop gin if we want.
2: Our craft beer taste has grown as this brewery has grown. And we've never really kind of steered away from it. We've always given it a shot.
1: Well, I think that's too, uh, you know, a tribute to them as a brewery. I mean, they're, they're starting to become more mainstream and on a larger scale. But they still focus on the quality of the product. And they're not getting watered down and just churning out you know, all these beers. Um, like we've seen with some other breweries when they grow, exactly. that the so, beers get worse. I mean, that, I mean kudos to them to, to still focus on that smaller brewery kind of focus where they're still focused on the product and putting out a good product for people to enjoy.
2: The problem, The problem they face is a problem that we mentioned before, though, they start they're starting to get lumped into that category of, of breweries that have been around so long that people just don't pay attention to them anymore. When you're in the store and you see, you know, all the six packs from Southern Tier and they're sitting there right next to the Victory Ones, right next to Harpoon, right next to Long Trail, Saranac, whatever it may be. Everybody just tends to walk by them because it's what we've seen for the past twenty years, and it's not necessarily like that. They're bad beers. It's just everybody's always looking for that new thing.
0: But that's where it also goes, plays in our favor, I think, in a way. Where it's like ah, Southern Tier really never disappoints me. I'm just going to grab this tonight.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure I'm sure people out in uh, in Boston say the exact same thing for Harpoon. Yeah. Where they're like, up oh, in the gas station, you know what? I don't know what to get. I'm gonna grab something real quick, going to this party or going home, whatever else. Don't really feel like getting into some kind of double IPA or whatever. I'm gonna grab a six pack of a Harpoon White or whatever it might be.
0: Well, even even like come fall, like sometimes for me, I'm I love Southern Tier's Porter. Like it's a good porter, I think. And that the two times milks out. Like fall rolls around, it's a little bit chilly in there. I grab one of those. Yeah. You know, if I if I need a break from the hops, which I mean I. For me, I can't drink hot beers all the time. You do hit that spot where you... And now I think I, I've i replaced some of it with more sours. Okay. Yep. Um, But it's still one of these things where I'm like, if if I need a break, I want to get something different for it. Well,
1: that's what I think, too. Like, when you go to the gas station, and there's not probably a huge selection of, of craft brews to, to choose from. It's gotten better, but I mean, now it's just like, if you're
0: going in there, I feel like you're either walking out with Twisted Tea or hay burner. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think there's some gas stations where they have a better selection, you know, and there's some good stuff in there. But then you got got your local ones that are right, right around the corner and you're on your way home from work and you had a bad day and you really need something, you know, to just kind of relax and, you know, enjoy the rest of the evening. And you don't want to pick up any of the mainstream stuff. And you see uh, overpacked in the cooler, you're going to pick it up, you know, because, you know, you know what you're going to get. It's going to appease your palate. Depending on you know what styles you actually like, it's good quality and you know it's, it's there for you to to enjoy. I mean, this is a brewery that's really shaped our beer drinking,
0: and I think it's taught us about other styles and stuff, or made us at least think like, oh, let's try this one, or like try that. I mean, this, I mean, at least for me, I,
1: it's the gateway drug brewery for me. Well, I think one of my first beers from them was the Finn and Mats. You know, it's, Which, uh, what's,
0: right, shit. I should have got some of that just from a classic standpoint. With it, you no, know, that was what an American like pale, no. Right? Uh, it's I don't think it's American. I think it's or was it a, was it a pale? Right. I think it's like based off like ESB
2: or something like that, or like huh? it is. It is a pale though.
1: Yeah, but it's it not. It's ESB not a
2: component. It's well, that, not a classical American pale like Sierra Nevada kind of thing.
1: Yeah, but that that was oh. I mean That was one of, that was one of my first
0: introductions. The original introductions pack to... of Pals, when it was Finn and Matt's, single IPA, I think two times is in there, too, and then also the original pal And that, like, I remember I used to buy shit tons of those, too, because they also had the best bottles that you could get the labels off of for homebrewing. <laughs> those things would peel right off, so. Well, you're, you're
1: past that phase now. You got that straight keg. Yeah. I'm never going to bottle again.
2: <laughs> it's such a pain in the ass just cleaning all that shit. But uh, we've already talked about that. Why don't we talk about the beer that we just jumped into? Ooh,
1: what do we got, Brian?
2: I just poured ourselves the Imperial Peach Goza, Ooh. the Imperial Sour Ale. Now we're talking. A sour brewed with peaches, chamomile, cardamom, and coriander.
1: Now we're talking.
2: The IBUs on this is three, boys. <laughs> three. With three. an 8.3 ABV.
1: Nice. So kind of like a Imperial take on the ghost, then? Or... Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. This was bottled in April. Not too it bad. It smells like
1: being in Ballyhoe. Just
0: get a whiff of that. I feel like I'm just like standing yeah. in Ballyhoe. It definitely has a cardamom
2: like smell right up Just You know do you know what I'm
0: talking about though? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just,
2: just it does smell it does smell like kind of like hey, what I'm, what kind of gin or what I'm <laughs> what kind of gin am I going to be I'm drinking? And just based on that alone. It's not as much sweet peach as it is the tartness to it. Up here, we don't really, we don't really get that great of a peach yeah. selection. Anyhow, obviously, these probably aren't fresh peaches going into this thing.
1: We don't get that yeah. Georgia peach. We probably get that South Carolina peach. If, any, if
2: anybody knows where I can get the best peach in Buffalo, let me know. Wasn't that a,
0: a Seinfeld episode where those peaches were only good for like two weeks?
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I want those peaches. Somebody find them for me. I want Kramer's hookup. <laughs> Hit me up on Twitter. I love peaches. Big yeah. peach guy. But I I don't know
0: when the last time I've had a peach was. It's probably been four years since I've had a peach. You gotta go up to Lewiston. No, maybe
2: maybe sooner. I don't. You gotta go to the peach festival, man.
0: a peach even, festival up here. Yeah. Yeah. Where the hell are we gonna grow them? I don't oh. think
2: they're that great. I used to have a peach tree in my in my, in my parents' house not since i've been your friend so that hasn't been in fucking 20 years <laughs> i think i think we cut it down around 2000 so yeah you're probably right
1: yeah Lew- Lewiston has a peach festival every year and like to brian's point it's probably not you know top-notch peaches but throw that shit in a pie throw it in a beer Hey, I'm giddy up. Let's do it. My wife's grandmother makes a peach blueberry pie every summer. That's Good. how you know. It. That's how you know it's summer, and it's delicious. I take that back. I've definitely had peaches in like the kids' like fruit cups, but not
0: fresh peach. Yeah. Not like a bite into that little like slightly like hairy skin of a peach. <laughs> <laughs> well, nope. are you are you biting into one with this beer? No, I think I'm at Ballyhoo, and I'm. I'm enjoying this because I think about being on their balcony with a little bit of a breeze off the water. You um, got that sausage? Yeah. I'm either had the sausage or I'm getting the sausage. And then you're going to give the sausage. No, no. I'm just thinking <laughs> about TJ Dog.
2: <laughs> Mad props to Buffalo who out over in the Cobblestone District over by the casino down there. If you haven't been there, get out there. They usually have about eight beers on tap. Yeah. Usually something pretty decent. Always have at least one cider. Selections kind of it varies. Yeah, always, I've never been there and not had something I can drink. Yeah, usually I can walk in there and I'm like, all right, I've never had that before. Hit me up, you know. And their cocktails are incredible too. Yeah, it, it's a cocktail bar. It's not. It's not a beer bar at all.
1: They're master craftsmen at at making cocktails and. They put blood, sweat, and tears into their drinks. I don't want blood, sweat, or tears in well, my drinks. They're not putting
2: them in there. <laughs> Yo, man, you Club Diablo talking. used to do that shit.
0: <laughs> but I mean, yeah, they had a DJ in a cage too, and you could <laughs> they play them hockey fights. Yeah, they played hockey fights and you'd be a mosh pit in something that's, like, the size of my bathroom. I
1: mean, I had my first experience there with you guys when we all went to a Sabres game back in, I think it was, like, February or January or... Oh, in December, right? December, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think we played, what, Tampa Bay? Yeah, of course. And um, we went there and, like, you know, I love, like, Manhattans and whiskey and, and that stuff. Um, so I was kind of like a kid in a candy store just to see what... You guys were all talking about
2: when it comes to the craft cocktail scene. That's why right. You need to get out to Lucky Day if you haven't yet.
1: Yeah, we've had some opportunities with work to go for a happy hour there, and logistics and timing never kind of, you know, synced up. So I do want to make it out there.
2: Lucky Day, Lucky day is the bar owned by the same people that own Ballyhoo that is a really heavy whiskey bar out right in the heart of the city. Yeah, it's... I believe on Main Street.
1: Yeah, Main Street. I think it was Old Century Grill or something
2: like that. Yeah, yeah, it was the Old Century Grill. Um,
0: If you are looking for more beer podcasts just like the one you're listening to right now, then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Pacific Beer Chat brings together a collective of West Coast beer bloggers sharing our opinions on events, issues, and well-crafted groups.
1: We hope you will check out the podcast at PacificBeerChat.com and the Pacific Beer Chat on social media and podcast apps, including Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, and Stitcher. Music is by Conundrum. Welcome to Swift Beer Chat. I'll wake up some mornings and I have a hundred missed messages. I'll be like, what just happened last night? Where did you guys go? It it
0: really depends (laughs) which ones of us are awake at a certain
1: time. Where did you guys
0: go and what did I miss?
2: Usually it's not anywhere. I mean, I'm in in bed not long after you. That's usually my fault, guys. (laughs) It's okay. If I'm if I'm out, you're if I'm out, Brian. if I'm out until like three o'clock in the morning, then it's like, oh hey, what the fuck did Brian get into last night?
0: I usually see it when Shannon opens her phone and there's random Snapchats chats and yelling. I'm assuming like, where was
2: Brian? <laughs> yeah, I'm that middle aged man that still uses yeah, all that. shit. I don't shit. think
0: you're middle aged.
2: No oh, man, 35 is middle aged. I'd say pre middle aged. Nah, it's you're still in the prime of your. It's close enough. Your years, yeah. hey. Now. I'm not saying I'm not in my prime. Did you get
0: an earring, a motorcycle, or a random tattoo yet? Do you no. have a
1: leather jacket that has some sort of emblem on the back?
0: Yeah, my dad's had a leather jacket for 45 years. I mean, I maybe longer than that. No,
2: I did just get that hot denim jacket, though. That's true. Denim Dan? No, fuck you.
0: <laughs> I'm just gonna stay with my hoodies. Hoodies and golf
2: attire. I got my button
1: downs, and that's about it.
2: Thank God I can pay for dress down at work. No, you know, you know, I got that. You know, I wear them fresh button downs. Sometimes I just have to mix in them Hawaiian shirts. though. what's a fat what's a fat guy without some Hawaiian shirts?
1: And those pastels. <sighs> you uh, you found those pastels. or is the year. answer.
2: Be. <laughs> hey, hey, there is nothing wrong with popping on some pastels, man. Hey, Dude, up. I love bright colors. You know I have an affinity for pink, so I mean spent way too many years just wearing black band t-shirts. I gotta I gotta add some color to my life now. Years
0: ago I remember counting, but I think I counted I had like 43 black t-shirts at one point. Think about it though. I mean years ago I don't I don't know if we were really ever like full on scene kids, but you go to a concert, you buy a t-shirt, you go to 10, 20 concerts a year you buy a t-shirt
2: that was also back in the day when t-shirts were 10 uh, bucks 12 10 bucks, bucks 15 yeah bucks.
0: get mad at the bands that were charging like 15 like who are these assholes think they are <laughs> that the fuck
2: you he drove here from alaska that plus like you're getting all your friends band t-shirts too so like you know you're like getting sometimes you're getting a deal on it so you might be dropping like five bucks or whatever because you helped them move some equipment or some shit
0: yeah what do we think about this one that we're drinking now? We just cracked open in eight days a week. Uh, I've never had the beer before. Anybody drink it before or is this the first time?
2: Uh, it's the first time for me, too. I don't remember if I've had it before. I feel like I probably have. I don't know. I think you get a, a heavy honey taste off of it. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I could see that. I mean, not, not like overbearing, but I mean, it's clear. It's light. This is a Blondale. Adam, you want to tell us what the ABV is?
1: Uh, yeah. We have an A B V of four
2: point eight percent. So this is a very light classic blonde meant to probably drink eight days a week.
1: Right. It also or, comes in an eight pack too. Or also eight times in one day, potentially.
2: I mean if you want to, why would you want why would you want to drink eight of these in one day?
1: If they're if they're crushable, hashtag crushable. <laughs> if you're by the beach. You know? Or if you you know I've drink I've drink a hundred degree
0: Labat Blue at the beach, so or if you're I can't out playing talk. eighteen holes,
1: you know? Maybe if you're out golfing, you're playing eighteen holes. This is kinda these are going down really quick. I I mean this
0: would probably be better me drinking this golfing than it'd be me drinking like, you know, the triple IPA Did he just drink our water? <laughs> he did. <laughs> our dog just uh or my dog just showed up and uh, decided to drink our rinse water right out of the cack Thanks, buddy.
2: Yo, man, he's been chewing that yeah, he rawhide.
0: He's got a fresh bowl of water over there. Yeah, he he, he do not care. Yeah, this is my water, bud. He's thirsty. Yeah, he, it's, we can tell we've been talking for a while because he's finished his entire like treat. Nah,
2: it's <laughs> t- there's still a piece over there. I can see it uh, sitting there.
0: He'll go back. He's got his tennis ball. That he's chewed apart. I don't. I mean, I, I'm fine with this. This is not bad. But if it's hot out, I've drank. I, I think the worst of my beer drinking when it's hot out was when I drank that hundred some degree
2: Labatt Blue, totally crushed. And
0: I'm like, you, know, you girls got beer? I'll drink it. It's in my trunk. I don't care.
2: That whole experience was just a fucking story, though. That probably isn't exactly the greatest story to get into on a podcast. <laughs> I mean it is it is actually a great story. It's a great story. We'll leave it. We'll we'll we leave need it. To alone. Talk,
0: yeah, we'll save for another one. We're scaring parents and their children. Maybe we can once the Lebat Blue house opens up, uh next to the arena and over by um Ironworks, maybe we can have an episode there and we just talk about our history the Labatt Blue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah They're Remember reminisce of the old days. Yeah, we'll see we'll see if Uncle Terry can uh heat one up for you and you can remember how it was. <laughs> <laughs> just put it on the stove top for me. <laughs> So right now we are going to crack into the two times smash, smash, smash. Basically, it is their double IPA, only focused on one hop, one single hop. hop, single hop. Yeah,
1: and they came out with this what last year for the first time or two years ago?
2: I believe it was two or three years ago. Last year they did that real cool thing where they released a twelve pack where it was a different like a different hop. Per every two or whatever, oh, that wasn't last year. The ration one was years ago. Is that
0: the one you're thinking of, like there was a centennial one, a cascade one. I thought they did situ- like a that like a two-time. They might, might they might have done something similar to that, but they did one I remember years ago, and it was just in a straight brown twelve-pack. It was there was nothing really like special. No,
2: this to it. this had a special bottle, special case to it. Okay, but it like focused on a single hop for each each beer that they had in it. Okay. Um, or, well, two of each or whatever it might have been. So they had six different beers in it. And it was like the same, similar, because this is what? Two times Smash is Mosaic. This is Mosaic. Mosaic. Yeah. Um, I don't
0: remember if it's this one or another one that they had that was like a limited edition one where they'd use. Oh, it was two times one. That was like a Smash kind of thing. I don't know if it was
2: like a precursor to it or what. But I, it think was, that, I think that was pre- yeah, it was yes.
0: pr- but it was, uh, they used uh, Golden Promise, was the only malt that they used. And I remember, I forgot what hops they used, but I'm a big fan of like these single hop,
1: single malt ones. If you do it right, which, and I, I'd say that this is one that's done right, it's good. Yeah, the, uh, the AB. Clean ABN is 8.1%, I think I read it. Yeah, the can.
0: it should be called two times get you smashed.
2: A lot maltier than what you're used to in an IPA. And the mosaic definitely comes out with Mosaic's
0: such a great hop too.
2: Like it, it, it the, the great thing about this beer, it lets the hop shine.
0: First time I had two times smashers here at our, my house, Greg brought it over. I remember. And when we, it's when we started the beer shares, yeah And just like, wow, this is good. I mean, th- this is a really good beer. It really is.
2: This is probably the best beer that they're making year-round right yeah, now
1: yeah I, I agree It's cool. it's all, it's well <laughs> balanced
2: for me
0: for me it's this no it, it's a it's a really good beer and i think this is one that you know i i don't buy into the hype anymore with the the double ipas i mean now it's all triple ipas and all that shit like I, I think that this is a really good beer. Like, yeah, you, it tastes stronger. You definitely have some alcohol to it, and it, it's not covered up. Um, you can be in trouble. Oh, yeah. You, you, but you know you're going to be in trouble with this.
1: I mean, like, it's easy, <laughs> when, easy drinking, 8.1, to, you know, double. But, I mean, and
2: that, when you're in two or you know two or three of them, like, you could be. Yeah. And that could have been what kind of helped us in this whole craft beer thing was, Back in the day, Southern Tier, most of the beers that they were brewing were, like, six and a half to, like, 8%. Like, just everything that they were putting out, really. Yeah. You know? Wow. I mean, because the the regular IPA is 7%. It used to be 7.7. That's what I mean. And then they
0: dropped it down to 7. Same thing with Old Man.
2: Yeah. Because Old Man used to be, Old Man changes every year. But like I yeah I remember the one year where old man was like yeah it was almost eight percent yeah it was like seven eight or something like
0: crazy like that like
2: Eurotrash was like just under six maybe Finn and Matts Finn and Matts is around that too I, I think, think Finn and Matts
0: maybe five eight I mean we could look him up we're just gonna just guess and just
2: make asses of ourselves so that's what <laughs> we do but just just back in the day when we were drinking drinking all this it was so smooth and just we we couldn't stop getting enough of it like it was just we, we, couldn't, get, we couldn't get we couldn't get we couldn't get enough of what they were producing i mean unearthly their imperial double ipa that they made it always stuck out to me as like one of the best beers that i had back in what 2006 2007 when we really started focusing on this kind of stuff i would yeah i would probably write about that I don't know. I don't think I've ever had that.
1: Because they had it. I out for it We'd years. always buy
2: deuces, and
0: then the the oak aged one was like <laughs> the oak, yeah. Between that oh. and the Gemini too. Yeah, but the Gemini was a combo, wasn't it? Didn't they didn't they combine two of them?
2: I believe so. I mean, we can uh, obviously again look that up. We're not going to. <laughs>
1: No, I. Th- I mean, then they stopped production on it, right, for a while.
2: They do have unearthly in the pack of pails. No, it's not pack of pails. It's super pack. Oh, super pack. Sorry, yeah, that's that's in there. So, if you are looking at it, I I believe you could probably go to premiere and probably buy a single bottle of unearthly.
1: Yeah. But do you I, think it would be? I don't know if they equal to the unearthly you had when you first drank it, or over time it probably shifted with recipes. It's it. Sh- it- and stuff it
0: doesn't taste the same to me but then again my palate doesn't isn't the same as what it was too so
2: and two it's 10 years ago are you gonna really remember it exactly. was still consistently good up until you know, i mean the last time they really produced it though i don't remember when the last time was that they actually put it in the bombers because that's when when we were drinking them out of the bombers that's
0: who knows when the, when we actually buy the ones? I mean, now we we it's something we've learned that you have to focus on the dates, especially with the hoppiness of the beers that we're drinking. You know, it's it's fresh today. I was at a local beer shop and uh, I noticed that they had some main beers and uh, main beer. I, one thing I like about them is I think they're really good priced for seven bucks typically for
2: beers uh, yeah that's a steal for for uh main beer company and one of them was marked down to like 3.99 wow. i think it was well
0: then i'm like hmm it was Why? peeper and i looked and my like, drink best within 90 days it was from february i'm like oh. here we go <laughs> so i'm like i'm not i'm just gonna leave it out i had a lunch yesterday
2: and it was delicious as always woods and waters from them is still my top beer now lunch was but woods and waters that beer is so fucking smooth man it's, it, to, to me, their beers are just beers like you can't be disappointed with them. They're so ba- – I mean,
0: their labels are basic as shit. There's not all this funky stuff going on to, like, you know, try to grab you. It looks like a plain bottle, and you could really overlook it. I mean – Sure. I mean, if one of us didn't get it before or read something about it, you know, that we could still not be drinking them.
2: The thing it's- is, too, they only produce, like – eight beers yeah they don't are- they don't go like i mean you're not like other half where you're making like 400 different beers a, a year
1: it's like they know what they do well and they just keep turning it out and you know people love it mm-hmm. yeah, i had the lunch untapped. how smooth was that it was so smooth
0: I, and i think it's a lot of it's just how everything's becoming to it i mean even even nowadays though when we were 21 22 we were drinking beer to like let's get let's get fucked up right Nowadays, there's kids that are 21, 22 that are into beer just as much as we are, if not more. They might be younger than us, they're not as experienced, but they're they're tasting all this different stuff because
2: everything's so much more available nowadays too. They're also part of the reason why this whole New England IPA trend is with going full steam ahead too, though. I mean, because sometimes you, you get, gotta get juicy, man. <laughs> you get these you get these 21, 22 year olds that just want to get fucked up, and they're like, hey, guess what? This is an 8% beer that doesn't taste like anything, it just tastes like straight juice. Yeah, of course I can chug My this. I was home, dude. Don't be talking like that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: She's not out here yet. But I mean that's that, I mean that's her take on dark beer. If it's oh, if it's over 8%, I guess I'll drink it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Speaking speaking of juice, I guess we can mention that we just cracked into the last of the overpacked cans we opened up the can of the tangier it's an ipa brewed with tangerine peels it is 4.6 abv i can't believe
1: it's that low right out of all the beers that are in that pack this is this, this is, is the lowest? lowest yes which is surprising i mean i would have thought like the blonde ale
2: but this is a uh... Well, yes, it's brewed with tangerine peels. This isn't exactly a juicy IPA. No. It's a very citrus forward IPA though.
1: Yeah. I think this
0: is it, it it the tangerine almost lends like a slight spice to it. Agreed. Yeah, I would get that on the back end a little bit. But no, yeah. I mean, I I like this beer a lot. I I think this is a, a really well done beer. I mean, I I've, I've had it previously plenty of times, but I mean, it's it's a really good beer, I think. That's
2: what that was oh, looks firework
0: episode continued
2: <laughs> So hey Wait. we're uh, we're three weeks into July right now and we do have fireworks still. One thing we haven't really mentioned at all is the fact that with Southern Tier doing what it did for the community of Lakewood, you started seeing more breweries kind of popping up out in Cattaraugas County. Not, I don't believe it opened yet, but there is going to be a Jamestown Brewing Company. Lakewood is that. literally like what twenty minutes away from Jamestown. Yeah, not much. Nah, you mean, know, yeah. So
1: in, I mean, they're close to Lake Chautauqua. So the, the right actual, the
2: actually, the brewer from Woodcock Brewing out in. What is it? Burt? Wilson? Wilson? Yep. That area mm-hmm. is uh, going to be the brewer, head brewer there. That's they should They should be producing some pretty decent stuff once that brewery opens up. But you also have, out in Olean, you have Four Mile. And out in that same area, you have Five and Twenty, which is a brewery distillery as well. And I believe they even do wine.
1: Oh, so they're covering all three facets of the
2: yeah. alcohol game. We stopped there on a trip uh to pennsylvania to get some fireworks once it was like 10 10 11 o'clock in the morning we we're driving home and we haven't driven it's like hey look it's a brewery so we like just pulled a u-turn and just how was it it was nice it was actually it wasn't that bad it it, it reminded you of a lot of what you would see out in the finger lakes okay same kind of style tasting room and everything else where it's like hey here's all this wine here's this liquor oh guess what we brew our own beer too check it out
1: like here just get it out here's yeah my money here's glasses just just it's like what
2: what what do you what do you feel like drinking right now yeah um but they i mean they had their basic selection but overall it's pretty good i'm starting to see them pop up a little more at least a name pop up so i'm sure they're trying to reach out more this way i know they they have some stuff on tap out and like outside of Erie and like kind of rural, like border Pennsylvania and stuff like that. So
1: yeah, I mean, it's pretty good for them that they're producing and getting out, whether it's a, a bar or a you know local establishment, they're getting out and on tap handles. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you don't see that a lot.
2: And this was, this was a year, I think it was last year that we had hit it up. Okay. So they've been, they've definitely been growing and four mile. Four miles, definitely starting to uh, hit its stride out in this area right now, too, between their Allegheny
1: IPA, IPA right? and yeah. then
2: they have a couple others that, they, that you start... I don't start... think I've actually bought any of their beers yet. I don't... I know Premier has yeah. Yeah, they have something them. in there and everything yeah, they, they have else. them
0: at Consumers, I believe, too. It just...
1: I, I think I've gone to, uh, like, Santora's, and they've had at least, like, one or two of their brews on tap. I think I've had the Allegheny once or twice. You no, know, it's decent. Nothing I can really, you know, remember. I mean, it would be nice to see some of their stuff come out this way a little bit more. See what they have to offer.
2: Obviously, when you start going, coming closer back to this, back to the city, you hit Springville and you have Ellicottville Brewing, obviously, and the Steelbound Brewing Company just opened up out there, and they're starting to push trying to get their names their name out here and get some taps out here i know this past week i was out at larkin square on wednesday to check out some bands and we stopped at a flow distilling company and they had one one of the taps they had was actually a stillbound bound tap oh really i don't know what it was because i'm like eh, i'm in the distillery i'm gonna go drink, for the booze drink some of their stuff had a nice uh had a nice drink with ginger beer and apple brandy
1: Sounds delicious. We went out to, um, getting on your trend of local distilleries, we went out to a place up in the North Towns, and I was able to have the Black Button uh, rye whiskey that they had. I had that just straight up uh, neat, and it was actually really good. I usually have, like, you know, your traditional bourbons or Canadian whiskeys or whatever, but to have a rye, it was actually, you know, really good. And it was a local established you know, local... Distillery, it was kind of nice to try what they have to offer. Is that the one that's from Rochester, too?
2: Yeah, Black Button did start off in Rochester. Oh, they did.
1: Oh, okay. I
2: believe... I don't know if they actually do any of the distilling here. Okay. They may do some small batch But they have,
0: like, a Buffalo distillery.
2: They have have a Buffalo location on Swan Street. The one by the... Straight down from the Bisons. Yeah.
0: Okay. And they have... That's news to me? Yeah, they they also have they have um, a lot of times you can see in the window that they have like gin and tap or gin and tonic on tap. Oh, really? Yeah,
2: they might. I'm I'm
0: I'm intrigued by that, but anytime I'm there, we're going to a Bison game. It's usually with the kids, and I'm not sure. I'm not trying to get all squirrely on some gin and tonic or something, (laughs) you know?
2: Yeah, that's my job.
0: Somewhat, I mean you can't tie a kid up outside like a dog <laughs> like leave them there. But <laughs> well, we got one more beer that we're going to be kicking into, tonight, or and this is going to be the three citrus peel out. Uh, it is an imperial wheat beer brewed with blood orange juice, grapefruit, and tangerine peels, and natural grapefruit extract added. And It <laughs> comes in at eight and a half percent as well. Finishing the night on a high note. It is seasonal. Probably, they probably had some some more of these still floating around, but I mean, they're probably not going to be around too much longer. I think, when was this date of birth on this
2: one? This was bottled out in March. Yeah, March. So some more of
0: their
1: season, or their
0: spring release? Spring release. Oh, God only knows what you're talking about seasonal. I mean... Right. It's usually two It could months. be a summer beer in freaking March. Right. So it's two months before actually the, the season hits. That's a nice complex flavor. Like, you taste mean, the different fruits come through.
2: Yeah, everything really kind of the aftertaste is huge with that
0: yeah it's almost like i think of like the one simpsons episode i haven't watched the simpsons like 20 years but when homer ate the chili is like one two nope two alarms (laughs) (laughs) five alarms to chili like i feel like you're tasting this you're like one fruit two fruit three
1: yeah oh yeah yeah definitely get the grapefruit like first cuz i've always loved grapefruit and like that's yeah. the one thing i always gravitate towards um, but i could totally get what you're saying with the it like mellows into the tangerine the, yeah. a little bit maybe
0: you taste the tangerine a little bit more from the beer that we just had so we have right, like a fresher right, taste right. of it in our, and then the blood orange like it feel like you go grapefruit blood orange tangerine maybe yeah like so kind of like because I, I feel like it, blood orange is like brighter, like similar. Like grapefruit a bright tasting fruit. Like it's just, yeah, it's it's loud.
1: I mean, sure. it's not. I think you you know maybe get the grapefruit is the bitterness. And yeah, and your tangerine is kind of maybe in that between that and the blood orange, where the blood orange is going to be a little more sweeter. Maybe that's kind of. I mean, each person's palate is a little different. Sure, but you would think the progression of the citruses would go from the the grapefruit to tangerine to kind of the, the orange, where the orange would be a little more sweeter. Yeah,
0: I mean, I really like it. What do you say? Yeah, back? it's. I think it's great. Is
2: it is it citruses or citrus-i? citrus eye? Citrus. <laughs>
0: citruses. Citrus dash y.
2: <laughs>
0: yes. I don't think this is one I, I mean I think these typically come in four packs I want to say so I mean if I drink two of them in one night I mean ooh, get ready Juice I think that's loose.
2: all I can really do out of that yeah, yeah but that's
0: what I'm seeing like, this, it's, this, it's,
2: this flavor this flavor. I think maybe after one I'd be like yeah maybe I'll do one more and then after that second one I probably be like alright that's that. let's move on if, to if the next one if you got it
1: like in a snifter or something like that in a bar though I mean you'd be fine with that I mean
2: that's perfect oh yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, without a doubt. If you buy like a 22, you know, and that's the only one you buy and you split up against a couple, with a couple that's buddies. Like, I'm going to drink this and fall asleep. Yeah, <laughs> right.
0: So I feel like a lot of Southern Tier beers are, it's like, hey, either you start your night or you're ending your night with us, depending which
1: way you want to go. Yeah, these are not the, the mid-afternoon, drink four or five of them because
2: you're going to be taking a nap afterwards. Well, that's why with Southern Tier, we didn't even... Because of because of the time of year, we didn't really even jump into any of the dessert beers that they make and everything that is
0: right now, though. So we (laughs) went from sorry, we lied. We said nine originally. We're going to do only eight.
2: Yeah, we're going to opt to not do the Cherry Cordial just because it doesn't really fit with what we've been drinking. And I'm not ready to really <laughs> jump into that shit right now.
0: Right. When I, when I was grabbing beers for us to drink today, I mean, we we touched on, you know, the two times IPA, the regular IPAs, Finn and Matt's. I mean, I want to stay away from them because, of you know, the hundreds of them we've drank over the years. Get, try a little bit more... Other ones that are out there. But also like when I'm looking at the beers, I'm like, ah, we don't really want to drink a monstroserous or like a Manhattan tonight. Like this just won't, it really won't flow. Well,
2: yeah, they have Southern tier has their barrel. I think it's like barrel works or barrel aged, whatever series that they have. I think they're on the fourth or fourth or fifth. What was release that it?
0: one that we, we didn't drink it on the podcast. We drank it like a week or two before we started the podcast. Yeah.
2: That's, that's the newest release for it. It's a barrel aged imperial oat oh. um, stout, but they also have a few others. They have one called Manhattan, they have one called Monstrous they have another called sapsquatch they're all available especially in this area they're all still available on shelves
0: which isn't bad for that beer i mean they're all big beers too they're all like 12 13 i want to say yeah
2: yeah no they're not they're not really summer time sit on a beach beers but they also have as we mentioned earlier their Blackwater series which basically kind of play has a play on girl scout cookie flavors they have a a Samoa flavor one, a Thin Mint one. They
1: have the the orange chocolate one too. Right? Yeah. Yeah, orange chocolate. I think it's called.
0: Yeah. It? Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. There's there's a few few like that.
0: I mean, they're always. I mean, you could just scroll through their list of beers on Untapped tap, and they're <laughs> awesome. I mean, we we've looked at it, and I know Greg brought it years ago. I mean, this is back in the Montes, and it was like an all dry hopped dark Cascadian ale. And I remember it was just like no hops, just straight dry hop. And it was just such an interesting thing, you know, 10 years ago or eight, nine years ago that we had. And I've never been able to find. I think I found it one time and it was like, like Egyptian or something named for it. like something like I would never remember. It was cool. I mean, they, they do stuff like that. I mean, the breweries, I'm sure turn out more stuff too they the pittsburgh one now that they have that you, you can get more there but even just scrolling through all their beers that they have on
2: tap we didn't even mention two times two times christmas or two xmas
0: i'm a big two times christmas guy
2: which uh what's that a grog or something like that it's labeled as a winter warmer um, no
0: but the it's a swedish recipe based really? off of
2: yeah huh there's this st- there's krampus still too krampus mocha dude mocha and chocolate Ooh. mocha yeah. was mocha was a good one though. yeah those they do also have the one buffalo beer Ooh. they
0: do have one buffalo yes it is, um, it is true.
2: they got they got the the uncle terry seal of approval
0: one of my favorite beers of theirs i think they actually stopped making it in the last couple years but it was an ipa their cascadian dark beer dark al oh dude i loved it just i i was i still have a soft spot for black ipas oh i'm with you I'm with that and um otter creek used to make a black ipa and they were just like far and away the best for what they were
1: yeah i i, I just don't know what it is but like i just gravitate towards when i see a black ipa i just i have I, to try it i feel like
0: it. i i don't know if it's just like cause i, I do enjoy stout so much too that like it's that mixture i mean i've had some bad ones don't get me wrong sure but i mean there's some ones that were like you nailed it like yes like like i want that again please keep it coming i mean that's why otter creek i will always try a random otter creek beer if that's something there or like or look to them because i've had some of their beers i think are really Underrated. I know we like we've talked about a lot of different beers, a lot of different breweries today and stuff like that. But I mean it's it's cool though. Like these are like like I said, I called it like a gateway drug sure. earlier. Like yeah, this is course. like your gateway brewery sometimes that like makes you think like, Oh, I, I like started drinking this beer. This beer, this company makes one too. Let's try that.
1: And you end up drinking that. I mean Yeah, it makes you reminisce and you're like, Oh wow. When I first started like really getting into this this beer or this style or this style of drinking, like, oh, this is where this is where it all began. Okay, I had this beer, and then it then it turned me on to another beer that they were brewing, and I had to try that. And then all of a sudden, okay, now two years later, you're like, okay, well, I'm out somewhere, and this brewery is the, the hot brewery on the scene, and I need to try their styles. And, and then it has morphed into what you are today.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've come a long way from drinking Molson Canadian in the field and having Brian throw a chair at my
2: head.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But those were the days.
2: Hey, the Sabres won the Sabres won the playoff game that day.
0: They did win that, and I got a concussion. I'm pretty
2: I think, sure. I think that was a serious clinching game. Actually, we wanted to kind of do this episode to kind of give some props to the brewery that really kind of helped jumpstart our love for craft beer, and that's Southern Tier. I mean. If it wasn't for this brewery, yeah, we'd probably still be kind of into this stuff, but we wouldn't have had the experience that we have today with a lot of these beers and just being able to figure out, especially hop-wise, being able to figure out certain flavor profiles. And
0: It's nice to have a a large craft brewery basically within an hour of us that we basically make it. I mean, we think of it as our own, even though it's... You know, an hour south. I mean, this is our beer
1: in a way.
2: Oh, hundred yeah, percent.
1: I mean in proximity, it's closer to Pennsylvania. It's a western New York staple.
2: Yeah, no. If Erie tries to take Southern Tier as our as their own, no. Nah.
0: Yeah, it's not nah. gonna happen. Get the fuck out of here. It's ours. <laughs> I think But we- if I was in Erie, I'd be the same way, I'd be like, Yeah, it's right down the street. It's my beer too. <laughs> <laughs> so no, we're not we're not that bad. But I mean it's cool. Like it's something that you know it's it's nice if you travel i don't know if you ever look for it on the west coast when you've been out there brian but um you know when i've been in florida i'm like i almost bought it before down there because i'm like i know it's a good beer and it's nothing's wrong with that
2: i've had people out in la mention pumpkin to me at beer stores being like oh yeah uh southern tier they have that they have that pumpkin right you know when talking about breweries from the area and it just seems to be that's that's what they're really known for. Sure. To us, it's not the whole sweet dessert pumpkin thing that they're known for. They're known for their hops. They're known or they're known as that brewery that was able to jumpstart the hop game, especially in Western New York. Sure.
1: Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they were able to. <sighs> fine-tune what they were good at and then once they got a following they were able to kind of do an R&D and you know establish themselves and build upon their brand through different things that people were enjoying and we're starting to see with some of the more local breweries in the city where you know they're five years into their lifespan and they're establishing other places where now they have two or three different either tap rooms or what have you. and now their beer selection is 20 to 30 beers instead of 5 to 10 when they first started. So that's where I think Southern Tier has now got to the point where they're on that, national scale where they can potentially i mean they finish in the top 50 i feel like every year in like sales
0: yeah and like just i mean you look at a list around the country anytime i look at those lists you know you see sierra nevada you see uh bells you see um stone you know those ones now you see a lot more of these other ones coming up now too but like you'd look to see all right where's southern tier finish on this because like that's ours and almost like you'd get pissed if it's like what do you mean we're in the 30s like
1: yeah it's cool to have them on that on that scale you know part of it's Um. with our region too like being the
0: great lakes region we have a lot of resources with them you know it's the same as you have the whole massachusetts new england scene you have a great lakes brewing scene you know you have the midwest you have california california and then you have the West Coast in general. I mean, you get you get the Pacific Northwest side, you get the California side. It's 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 cool that this country, the way it's set up from uh, from a beer standpoint too, is that you get a lot more stuff that's in these geographic locations. Yeah,
2: it's a lot. It's craft beer is a lot more regional than people realize, and even with the accessibility that some breweries have and reach that they have across the country, a lot of states still focus and a lot of Areas is still focused on what the region really loves. I think and sure.
1: To our advantage from the Great Lakes region, we have natural fresh water sources from the Great Lakes that, our, that breweries can use because it's a main component of making beer. Our water is great. We have the lakes. It's fresh water. I mean, I, mean, I mean, that's a leg up for us. And and we're able to to reap that, that benefit from not only Buffalo and you know the Southern Tier, but you go out to Cleveland and. You're... Well, remember
0: they do have a beer called Burning River for one reason because right. that shit started on fire.
1: Yeah, so I it's a
0: mean, hell of a pal, though.
1: I mean, you know, the West Coast has their their thing, and the Midwest maybe have their thing, but I mean, I think you know to be a buffalonian and, and to be able to have beer from the great lakes as a source uh, same thing with our food i mean you can't get pizza I mean, our
0: there is buffalo style pizza yeah as much as people want to say it's
2: are we, not are we really got to get into this conversation no but i'm just saying like, our, it's our
0: water i mean there is something yeah. with
1: the water no here. And,
2: and yeah the 100 on that
1: so I mean it's 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 a major ingredient to making beer so I mean as much as you can add the profile and add
0: your minerals and change stuff like that that you you can do stuff like that but we have a, such a great natural resource here and I think it really shapes the beers that we get locally and our region as
1: well no matter what we're changing with it but yeah I mean that's that's where I think more and more popping up. I mean, it, it's also to the the state laws as well, but to to tap into that natural resource, why why not? You know, and and we're able to enjoy it. The more that pop up, the better.
2: Exactly. But I just want to say thank you to Southern Tier for doing what you do.
0: This sounds like a fucking eulogy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be here today without you.
2: I, I I'd be lost without you, Southern Tier. We'll be wandering down a dirt road. I always find my way back to. On that note, I feel like we should start wrapping up this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree. I'd like to start by saying that we (laughs) are members of the Hopped Up Network.
0: Go on the Hopped Up
2: Network. Check out some of the other podcasts that are on there along with ours. So if you're listening to us anywhere else, drinking. Yeah, I mean.
0: Get Tell there. us what you're drinking. I mean, always feel free to comment to us on uh, Instagram, Untapped, Twitter. Uh, Brian has the handles for all those, so we'll let him sp- yell those quick.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, on Twitter. You can follow us at What the Hops. You can follow us on Instagram at What the Hops Podcast and you can follow us on untapped at WTH Podcast.
0: on that note get some get yourself some southern tier and uh let us know what you're drinking or if you have a favorite from them too or any stories about what breweries uh have shaped your drinking and sent you down the craft beer uh, what the hell you want to call it matrix <laughs> like black hole
2: and always remember what the hops